You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. going on guys welcome to another episode of peer pleasure with dewey halpas on equal vision records and sound talent media i am dewey your host with the most bringing you more great content week after week this week we have howard jones howard jones from kill switch engage from blood has been shed and now from light the torch light the torch has a new record coming out this month and i am stoked for that to come out uh, i was also more stoked to have this conversation with howard i've wanted to have for a long time and we finally made it happen. Uh, I'm so stoked about putting this out there for you guys because it was awesome. Uh, Howard is an interesting guy. He's a little awkward. Uh, you can tell he doesn't like doing interviews as much as most people do. Uh, but luckily, that's not what this show is. And we had a blast. We went down some curveballs. We went down some interesting facts from when he was younger and really opened him up a little bit more than normal, I think. And, and uh, he had a good time. So I'm stoked to bring this to you guys, and thank you for coming back week after week uh, and trusting me to bring you something good. Uh, this is no exception to that rule. So let's get some business out of the way real quick, and then we'll jump right in. Uh, PeerPleasurePodcast.com is the website. PeerPleasurePod at gmail.com is email if you want to get in touch with me, if you have questions, uh, comments, guest, uh, guest suggestions, anything like that, you can send them to me there. Uh, the Peer Pleasure Facebook group, the Peer Pleasure Podcast Inner Circle. Go to Facebook in the search bar, type in Peer Pleasure Podcast Inner Circle. Ask to join the group and we'll let you in. Uh, it'll get you, you know, who's coming up, who I just did, uh, who's in the uh, in the running for the next week. Things like that uh, is all in there. So also check out the Premium Pleasure 
That's peerpleasure.supportingcast.fm. That is the premium service. You get access to the Peer Pleasure Passcast, uh, which is a separate podcast I do with other podcasters or fans of the show about their favorite episode. We do a deep dive into that episode, what happened, how it uh, came to be, how I got the guest, things that happened from it. Um, it's a cool little thing that uh, we started doing for the premium. You'll also get an ad-free feed. So all these ads you've been hearing, uh, they're helping support the show financially. Uh, you won't have to hear those. You'll get an ad-free feed, and you'll also get access to all the videos of the podcast. Um, so if, say, I just did an episode tonight, which I did, uh, that video will be up here in about an hour, and you'll be able to see that right away instead of waiting a month or so for the episode to come out. So all good things, and uh, we'll also do contests and things like that, but peerpleasure.supportingcast.fm. Sign up for the premium now and help support the show. Because if we don't support people creating, we're not going to have people creating much longer. So I definitely appreciate those of you that have signed up. Uh, the the premium is doing actually really well. Uh, so thank you to all of you who have done that. And thank you to all of you who are going to do that. And also thank you to everyone for just listening. That's what this whole show is about is bringing great content to you guys week after week. So thank you very much. Rate, review, and subscribe. And I'm going to jump into this one, guys. Here's my conversation with Howard Jones from Light the Torch. my friend what's going on man oh man not much just got uh vaccinated this morning thanks for switching times with me <laughs> that appointment came through like the last minute and i was like oh my god i'm never going to be able to reschedule this and then i was like hit up amy and all was good awesome awesome how are you doing man good yeah i can't complain you know um staying busy yeah 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 where are you at? Uh, right now, East Coast. Uh, okay, doing a little, uh, doing a little, little writing and demoing, and uh, I'm always bouncing around somewhere. <laughs> are you living on the East Coast now, or are you are you uh, West Coast usually? I'm everywhere. Everywhere, I'm a nomad. So, yeah, I I kind of just have stations in different places yeah <laughs> nice dude. yeah it's yeah i even during the pandemic i never really stopped working so i mean i i mean everyone had to change everything that was happening but i was able to stay busy so that, that was nice. 
that's awesome, man. That's awesome. And being able to, to be on the move definitely helps with yeah. the, the mental health and everything else. Like it's, uh, it's been a crazy ride, man. This whole last year and a half, I, I got I out of touring in 2007, so this didn't affect me in the same way. <laughs> that that's, uh, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah. Uh, are you enjoying, are you enjoying life? Not touring? I am. I miss parts of it. Uh, but then, yeah, I, to be with my kids every night is awesome. Um, I don't, I couldn't have done it with a family, but I didn't start having kids after I stopped. So I didn't know what it was like with kids. Yeah. But I get you. Yeah. It was a grind, man. It was a grind. It was vans and trailers and vans and trailers and then buses for a little while. And then I got out and it was, yeah, I didn't get to experience the, uh, the level of touring that the guys are doing now, which is they won a Grammy in 2018. Like they're all over the place, but their schedule is insane. And so they've been having a hard time being at home for sure. So, yeah, but yeah, uh, uh, that's a, they're, they seem to be pretty active when they're on, the, when they're on the road, <laughs> that they stay on the road. But exactly. Yeah. It, um, it's something that you you do miss, but at the same time, I've kind of enjoyed uh, I've kind of enjoyed the time off just to be able to like focus on other stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love being the team player and just you know the band is the band. But during this time, I was able to just kind of do other things that interested me. So that was kind of nice. Yeah. Things like what? What what kind of stuff are you talking about? Like, oh, just recording different stuff. Oh, music. And okay. Yeah. Yeah. For me, that's pretty much uh, I work a lot. And then I like to just go outdoors and uh, and just be away from noise. So that's pretty much my life. <laughs> I'm kind of boring in that way. <laughs> like, seriously, it's like this works for me. And so that's kind of what I stick with, but I enjoy being outside. So I, I love that, but I also love working again. So I really, really dive into it. And, but then when I get, when I'm done, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you absolutely on that, man. The, the both extremes, the silence and the yeah. noise. I, yeah, I, I would come home from tours and be at a venue. I lived at a venue that I worked in. So I was constantly, around the noise in clubs, then home to a club I lived upstairs of, and there was a practice space area in the downstairs. So even at like three in the morning, we roll in, I want to lay in my own bed for a minute. A band starts practicing. I literally could not get away from it to save my life. Yeah, that's, that would, that would just tear me apart. And actually, you know, that, that was always a struggle for me, even still. It's just I constantly have something in my ears to block out noise. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. To to live close to a club, that's a death sentence, dude. Yeah, I was approaching that for sure. It was I couldn't. Yeah. I was thought I was going insane. Uh, no, I could imagine, dude. So like, has it always been that way for you with with just too much noise? Like just having to be able to shut off. I mean, it's so strange to go into music with that kind of a, uh, temperament, but I guess you can't control yeah, it. Really. I, yeah. I, I, I don't 
like a ton of noise. The only time I'm not wearing like uh, just uh, earplugs is when I'm on stage. You know, mm-hmm. that, I've got to block it out or just commotion. You know, I just the chaos of being in this way. It's it's fantastic. I love I love performing and I love writing stuff, but I also love being away from it and getting to miss it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, just the noise thing. That's just, that's always been something for me. Like it just triggers me. I don't like being around a lot. Of noise. Yeah, I understand. I yeah. understand. So you don't have kids. <laughs> no. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, uh, I know what I'm saying there. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Well, dude, uh, I'm, I'm glad to have you on the show. Like I, my first exposure to you was, um, it was a strange one. Like I would see the kill switch name all over the place and people kept telling me, listen to kill switch, listen to kill switch. Um, and I, this was on tour and I got, uh, we got an advance, like a gear advance from the label, the first money we'd ever gotten. And this is still like, I had like a disc man, like uh, I bought a bunch of CDs and a bunch of DVDs. And one of the DVDs I bought was the kill switch live DVD. And so I never actually heard a kill switch record until I watched that DVD. So that was my first exposure. Um, And I believe we had played that the same venue that it was recorded at, but watching the power that you guys had like literally gave me goosebumps. And I was like, no wonder everyone is telling me to listen to this. Like it was such a weird way to absorb it too. It was like the live setting, like seeing the crowd, like, you know what I mean? Like a very rarely it's the first time hearing a band, seeing them live anymore for me. And it was, it was then either, but like that was my exposure. And then I just started working my way backwards and it was fantastic. But um, yeah, I guess, kind of a strange way to, to come into what you do. <laughs> it's on a yeah. mini DVD player in the van. <laughs> yeah. And, and uh, what's funny too is um, one of my best friends and uh, lives in Ohio. I've known him since I was, uh, I think I was 15 and he was 14. But um, yeah, he literally just sent me a picture yesterday of a Sony Discman that, he used to always have in his car and that's what we would listen to on whatever ungodly speakers we managed to get into whatever vehicle we had at the time. Uh, so anyway, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry to get off track. It just made me think of that. No, this but, is very um, much on track. <laughs> there you go. But the, I think that was the live DVD. Yeah. And I think that was at the Palladium mm-hmm. in Worcester, Massachusetts. Yes. Yeah. That was a, that was a fun show. And so it's kind of new England home, home territory for us. You know? So yeah, that show just turned out extraordinary. Yeah. I'll, I'll say, dude, it was, it was incredible. I, I pronounced it Worcester, I believe in the first time I was there and got schooled really quick. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah. We'll which, let you know. which also helps me uh, pronounce the name of the sauce way easier as well. Instead of Worcester, Shire, you know what I mean? <laughs> no, it's oh, Worcestershire. Yeah. It was always, con- yeah, it was always confusing trying to read that bottle that was 
was always dark and just looked like a bunch of it had gunked up on the top. Yeah. <laughs> That's some of the best stuff in the world right there, my friend. <laughs> I use it on everything and I couldn't pronounce it till I was like 25. <laughs> oh, yeah. Stuff's amazing. It's like, I don't know what's in it, but it, it's like, even if you read the, uh, you read the ingredients, you still don't know what's in there. Yeah. I think I, I think anchovies are in there. I think that's where I stopped reading. It's just like, you know what? It's better if I don't know. Yeah. And I think there's cloves and it just, there's madness in there. <laughs> Thing is you can read those ingredients and try and recreate it. You won't be able to do it. There's something else in there. Yeah. <laughs> there just is. <laughs> Do you do you listen to comedy very much? Um, yeah, yeah. Have you heard Mitch Hedberg? Yeah, I. I oh yeah. Okay, yeah, I love where he talks about trying to make Sprite at home. It just says, says Sprite's lemon and lime. There's a lot to it. There's more to it than that. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I forgot oh, about that. So good, man. I have to revisit him, dude. He's fantastic. About well, he's gone now, but geez, in his thirties. That's incredible. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Well, but yeah, I'm big fan of uh big fan of uh stand up and all that. Yeah. That's awesome. I I did you grow up in New England? I grew up in Columbus, Ohio and then moved to New England. How old were you when you moved to New England? Um uh, early 20s? Okay, so you full yeah. on grew up in Ohio. Oh yeah. How was that for you? How, how was your, how was your childhood, man? Like you, you're such a positive person. Like you just have such a good vibe to you. I'm curious where you come from that way. Uh, um, yeah, it was interesting childhood you know, I had um, three brothers and a sister and, uh, and the, you know, our mom took care of us with, you know, we're, all uh different ages so mm -hmm. I, don't know, I was just always pretty active and pretty weird <laughs> <laughs> where did you fall in that were you in the middle child the oldest youngest oh no i was the youngest oh, okay uh, i was like i'm not anymore <laughs> <laughs> okay that makes sense <laughs> I love that realization <laughs> right as you say it. Like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> you know, why did I say that? Uh, yeah, I'm the youngest. And I was just always a little different. I just like different stuff. And so um, I remember in the summer, the, between the second and third grade, I would just walk to the library and, and I would stay there all day reading books and then just check out a bunch. And then I'd go home and eat dinner and just read. And that's what I would do. But I mean, I still, I still played and yeah. kids stuff and everything, but I think I've always been a little bit of a nerd. Okay. So you just read books all day. <laughs> that's fantastic. Yeah, that's what I did. Yeah. When I was a kid, that's what I did. I have, uh, I was just fascinated. I, I was just good old escapism. So I enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. You know, just like I, you know, enjoyed TV and MTV back in the day and everything. But yeah, I was always just, so that was a lot of my childhood. I, 
played a lot and read a lot and yeah i think i was pretty boring (laughs) (laughs) what what did it for you with books was it like a fascinated fascination with words and and the language or was it the escape um i think a mix of all that i as soon as i figured out how to read i just fell in love with it yeah and that, that was um uh yeah that that's um, i i just okay had this um i remember taking some tests in the second grade and everything and they were actually going to skip me and my mother said nope i think that would be a bad idea said but because you like reading we'll let you advance and so i ended up in the same uh english slash reading class as my brother so i was i was in three grades up and so i was in class with him and that wasn't good (laughs) yeah uh, so it's like yo your younger brother's in the same class as you how stupid are you man so yeah as soon as he heard that oh i i got beat up quickly (laughs) so yeah i don't know i was always fascinated with reading wow skip three grades with with english class that's insane. Yeah, well, they tried to skip me, period. But um, my mother just thought that would be a bad social idea for me. Yeah, she's probably right. That would be that'd be really strange. Yeah, I'm weird enough as it is. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can only imagine what that would have done. Yeah. So, so through reading, a fascination of reading, you learn to fight. <laughs> <laughs> for, for, for your life take a punch from or take a punch from my brother yeah I learned yeah that. yeah well you're not a you're not a little guy like where are you bigger than your brothers um probably now but then then nah, no but like now you can so. now you <laughs> blossomed yeah it was <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ta-da. yeah. So yeah. <laughs> when did when did music start creeping in there? Was it before books and had just kind of through there, or did you discover that later? Yeah, music's always kind of been intertwined in there. Yeah, uh, just listening to stuff. Uh, you know, I I I didn't have a massive music collection or anything, just because you know we were. Baroque. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, I was just <laughs> just a poor dude. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> so I'm just listening to anything that was on the radio, uh, just as I was growing up. And then once I could, you know, once I could afford music and go to shows, that was that's what I did. But yeah, that and uh, I sang in choir in school, and uh, occasionally like it church when i was a kid mm-hmm. um yeah and but yeah it was mostly like choir in a little bit in middle school but like in a couple years in high school mm-hmm. and the thing is i didn't really think it would turn into anything i was like all right i i've sang and now i'm gonna be in a band it, it wasn't my uh I didn't think that was my trajectory or anything. Yeah. I just kind of fell into this. Man. 
that's one thing when I talk to people about that that are either religious or non-religious that went to church as a child. I went to church. I grew up in a Mormon household, which I then left, you know, in my teens. But um, the music, like the hymns, the understanding of music from an early age and understanding uh, uh, just being exposed to singing, whether it's mm-hmm. something you believe in or not, is it's huge. Like it sets yeah. you up for so many different things. I don't think people really understand or realize that as it's happening. But later, when you have to try to comprehend something or join into something that's already happening, you have that that platform, that background. That's yeah. really interesting. Yeah, I, I I can agree with that. And thing is, um, for me, like when I, when I was in a choir in church, I was what like seven or eight years old, yeah. something like that. But in school, definitely did, and it was it was interesting, you know. Uh, yeah, I did like a little bit in elementary school, a little bit in middle school, but then like the the two years in in high school, and I enjoyed it, but I really never thought it would go further. Mm-hmm. But I remember being asked to uh, to join the school's uh, glee club. <laughs> you know, that's where you're actually dancing and singing, and you went out and did it in different places and everything. And, Oh, I immediately balked at that. <laughs> like, absolutely not. <laughs> oh man, it just sounded like a terrible idea. Yeah, and I was. You know, I'm just this, still kind of introverted. I think so. Yeah, for me, that was just not. It just wasn't in the cards. Yeah. Just like this band stuff wasn't in the cards. But yeah, <laughs> here I am. Here you are. So there's no <laughs> Howard Jones Glee Club footage that's going to surface on YouTube later. <laughs> oh, that would have been amazing. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. Dude, did they, did they ask you inquire then? Like, did they notice you had like a, uh, a talent? Like with your reading that they want to advance you, but of course they don't advance you really inquire, but was it something they were like picking up on and like focusing on you a little bit and like working with you or was it, were you just one of the, one of the folks? It's funny talking about this reading stuff. Cause I don't think I've ever talked about that. <laughs> really? <laughs> it's just a funny little, oh, oh yeah. It's, That's a uh, huge part of who you are. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> All I remember is like, it's like, Hey, this is great. I love reading. And, uh, Got a good, I got a good beating out of it. So yeah. that was fun. So yeah, that kind of took the spunk out of it for me. Sure. Um, anyway, what, what was the question? I, I, I was just, I was curious if, if, because I mean, your voice is, you have a great voice. I'm, and I know it's taken years, I'm sure to, to, to do what you do, but inquire, did they notice the same thing? Like a accelerated uh, or like oh, a, right. um, with you? I, I, had a few moments where you know they would single me out and say something complimentary and and i would immediately hate it (laughs) so yeah it it was it was just something i wasn't comfortable with and but yeah i i mean i got a lot of positive feedback but it but that's the thing it was just choir it wasn't me doing solo stuff but when i did they said stuff and i Easily back to mm-hmm. and it wasn't until later on I just ended up doing bands. Yeah, 
I didn't think I would. Man. See, that's the 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 weirdest things that like tie everything together in the story is is you know mm-hmm. I never would have pictured you say you spent your time reading all the time, which I love. It's so awesome to peel back the onion, you know? But. I, even just, uh, uh, yeah, before Audible, yeah, I had so many just audio books and like books on tape and CD and all that. I would listen to that more than I'd listen to music. Uh, I think I'd my brain just doesn't stop. So I think I just get bored with something really fast and then I'll move on to something. So yeah. Yeah. So (laughs) this just popped in my head, but have you ever done an audio book? Like read an Uh, audio book for somebody like recorded it? No, uh, actually um, that was something that, that I was looking into with the, uh, Jamie Johnson and I were talking about that and the possibility of that. I, I've actually done some uh, some corporate gigs, you know, where mm-hmm. um, just reading script and you know you're getting paid by the word and yeah. all that. Um, but yeah, it's and, and I've done some voiceover stuff. Just uh, yeah, just haven't done, haven't made that leap in the audiobooks yet. Yeah. Okay, because I think that would be amazing. <laughs> I think no, I, you should totally I, I'd do enjoy that. It. Yeah, I'd enjoy it, especially if it's like a book that I'm interested in. Yeah, yeah. oh, I'll I'll sink my teeth into it. But yeah, Dude. that's well, this this has turned into a strange one. <laughs> Dude, I know this is well. This you know how many times I've been told that this is like probably going to be episode like 220, and I've been told that so many times because everyone Actually, comes to these shows in like a press junket, which is not what this mm-hmm. show is at all and it never has been so like publicists are always like hmm okay well you know and then if people have a good time you know it it turns out well i think but like it's not like the the run of the mill kind of stuff so we always pull out different things you know like and that's interesting yeah. to people right like the fact that you you know with you being being a nerd and reading right or or like any of these things People are fascinated by that kind of stuff because they don't hear it all the time. They hear about, hey, what was it like playing this venue? And and what was it like recording with this guy? And you know what I mean? Like, you get tired of saying that shit, I'm sure. You know? You probably sat down with your coffee like, all right, I got an hour with this asshole. Like, what what are we going to talk about next? You know? That's how it works. <laughs> you know? Yeah, just the real the the recycled questions and yeah. you just you know, if you you'd actually just read off a series of answers and like oh that's number four yeah <laughs> yeah exactly yeah i know what you mean or so, you can... yeah it's like when you get something a little different it's it's refreshing well good i've i'm glad because this is you know these are things about you people don't know you know they they uh but they're big parts of who you are and I, i'm just saying just like I've, you'd be a great voice for audiobooks and i've been approached the same thing to do like textbooks and stuff for our mm-hmm. union hall and things like that where i'm like all right you want to pay me to do that sure <laughs> i'll read into a microphone yeah. you know uh yeah i mean i i enjoy it too just uh you know just reading through stuff and it's kind of fun and some of that was not of interest like uh one it was a pharmaceutical company you know and i'm just 
reading all of the stuff they're doing and everything else. And I'm just like, I don't know how to pronounce half of this. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, all right, but uh, all right, I'm happy for you shareholders. So yeah. yeah, that's what I'm reading. <laughs> but yeah, it, to me, it's kind of fun to do stuff outside of what the main job is. Sure. Anytime, anytime you can dip your toe in something else, it's got to feel good, you know? Yeah. And, and, uh, how about the sound of your own voice? Like when you're, say you're at, at home working on one of these books or something, you're reading through one of these scripts, does the sound of your voice start to become that noise you're trying to avoid? Or is it still, since it can, I guess, sound like your inner voice, are you able to relax with it and just enjoy what you're doing and not have to be like, Oh, I got to stop this. Uh, yeah, I, I definitely try and separate church and state. Like I, I don't want to work when I'm home. Well, even though you kind of have to, Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, but when I'm like making real noise, I, I basically try like if I'm demoing or if I'm reading script or doing that stuff, I try and do it in the studio and I've got a couple guys that I can I can quickly engineer with or produce stuff with. And so that way I, cause I was going to set up my own stuff at home mm-hmm. and number one, I'm just like traveling too much. I have too many places that I have stuff at. So I'm like, that's just not going to work. So for me, it was just easy to find people that I can work with in different places. So mm-hmm. yeah, I, I don't have to listen to myself too much because I don't want to hear myself at all. <laughs> Not interested. So does that mean I, a Howard I, Jones book is I out of the works? Won't watch like a, I won't watch a video of ours in completion. I'll, I'll watch a portion of it. I'm good. I'm out. <laughs> like, just tell me if I need to change something. <laughs> Did I look real stupid? All right. <laughs> yeah, that, that's it. I. That's just me, man. Yeah. So you're saying a Howard Jones uh, book is probably out of the question then if you don't want to hear your own voice going through that process. I mean, I do it. <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> I'm not going to enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. Like hearing my voice just drives me insane. Dude, has, Josta hasn't approached you to write a book. He's probably got all kinds of ideas for you. <laughs> He's branded <laughs> you. <laughs> he just throws ideas at the wall and just did that work? Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've, I've considered that, but at the same time, kind of boring. So uh, I don't know how interesting that would be. Oh, I think the boring part's all in your head. I, I see what you do and, and, and how you, how you do it. And it's, it's very interesting. Like, of course, mm, you know, maybe there's not all these frills that other people have that are like, oh, this, 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 you know, you may have a couple key things like you're talking about that you're into and that you do and you're always working, but it's still, still very interesting. And, uh, I just love, I love the relationship with you and Josta because it's just, it's so funny. You guys are so different. So it's so funny to watch you guys together and he's always throwing ideas, like constantly throwing ideas at you. And then I did not know this until, so you did a podcast a while back with a buddy of mine uh, named John Beatty. It's called the Brutally Speaking Podcast. And uh, 
he was he when I told him I was having you on, he's like, oh, Hojo. And I was like, the hotel, Howard Johnson? No, Howard Jones. And he's like, no, his nickname is Hojo. And I was like, no way. And then he sends me a screenshot of your face on like the Obama Hope logo, but it says Hojo from Josta. And I about crashed the car. It was so funny. <laughs> yeah. I, I just, yeah, yeah. I, I've been called that off and on for a while now, but uh, yeah, it, Jamie's um, Jamie's just one of those guys I've I've just had this long relationship with, and uh, just a, a really good dude. And when I moved out to uh, when I moved out to New England, and my old band, you know, we were playing in Ohio, and then you know, one of the guys was moving out here, so you know, we kind of moved here. We you know, everyone was still kind of figuring things out, but we moved and then eventually everyone else kind of, <laughs> kind of left. And then it was just Corey and I, but, uh, but yeah, when we first moved out here and the first show I played, Josta booked it. Okay. So it's just, I've had this long relationship with him and I've seen one of the first hate breed shows. And, uh, yeah. And so I just slowly became friends with him over years. And that was ages ago yeah dude <laughs> i love it i love those kind of relationships that just built with two people yeah. that are just completely different people it makes it the best especially when one of them has a massive podcast and it's <laughs> the place you do yeah. <laughs> and he's so active and he's he's on social media doing this and i am so not interested in any of that <laughs> yeah so half of it's just him making you uncomfortable which is great <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it does seem to happen, doesn't it? Yeah, I love it. But, but yeah, I'm. It, but that's the thing. It's like we're different, but he's just, it just works. He's a great guy. Love working with him. Love hanging out. And I mean, plus we still we also have a lot of mutual interests and things like that. But at the same time, there's there's stuff we just veer off, and I'm like, I don't know what in the world you were thinking. But okay, man. Yeah. Dude, exactly. That's oh. so you, so you made it out to. So you were already playing shows before you moved to New England. You you had band is already going, and you moved out there for for that reason, and that changed everything. I'm sure because it's just yeah, everything's available. Yeah, yeah. I would. What's going on, guys? This is Dewey from Peer Pleasure, and I want to tell you about our newest sponsor, DistroKid. DistroKid distributes your music across all online platforms. They are an amazing company. I've enjoyed working with them the last few weeks, and they're going to be with us for a while, and I really, really appreciate that. I love working with great companies, and DistroKid is one of them. Uh, they have an awesome thing they're doing right now called Splits. Now, if you're working, as most people are, online, doing collaborations with people from all over the country, all over the world, as easy as that is with the internet, uh, you want to get those people paid when you put that music online, and splits can do that. You can add an unlimited amount of collaborators to any track. You can change the splits at any time. You can add or remove collaborators at any time. You can see previous splits, and all your collaborators are going to have to do is sign up for a DistroKid membership, a DistroKid account, so they can get paid. And as always, DistroKid never takes a cut. 
you and your collaborators get 100% of the earnings in total. A couple other awesome things that they do is they set up an official artist YouTube channel. Uh, you can use Spotify Canvas, synced lyrics, promo card to promote your release on social media, a mini video for your socials as well. There's just so many awesome things about using DistroKid. And like I said, I don't advertise things I don't use, haven't signed up for. I have signed up for this. It is a breeze, literally a breeze. And you can get going right away. So definitely check out DistroKid. And I want to give you 30% off your first year's DistroKid membership at any level. That is distrokid.com slash VIP slash PPP for Peer Pleasure Podcast. Once again, that is 30% off your first year's DistroKid membership at any level. Distrokid.com slash VIP slash PPP. Go check out DistroKid right now. Distrokid.com slash VIP slash PPP for 30% off. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is made possible by PwC. When unprecedented times are all the time, it's time to start walking the talk. Leaders like you turn to PwC to see and stay ahead. Upskill your workforce, use intelligent automation, and transform big ideas into breakthrough outcomes. Explore the human-led, tech-powered solutions that help you thrive. It's all part of the new equation. Learn more at thenewequation.com. Hey guys, this is Dewey from Peer Pleasure, and I wanted to tell you about Premium Pleasure, our premium subscription service that's available now. Peerpleasure.supportingcast.fm is the website. There's three tiers, tier one, tier two, and tier three. Tier one is $5 a month. It gets you the ad-free experience. Tier two gets you access to the Peer Pleasure Passcast. It gets you access to the videos of the interviews. It gets you merch discounts. Tier three is $20 a month. That gets you all of that. It gets you the Passcast, gets you the video footage, discounts on merchandise, and monthly Zoom calls with myself and other guests. We're going to have all kinds of stuff in there for you. There's all kinds of stuff in there for you now. There is, uh, I believe, 30 to 40 videos of these interviews. There is uh, multiple episodes of the Passcast. The Passcast is a podcast that I'd started separately that is me and another podcaster or me and a guest uh, discussing a deep dive into their favorite episode of Peer Pleasure. Um, so there's a bunch of those on there. So so-and-so and I would talk about the Chino Moreno episode. So-and-so and I would talk about uh, the Yvette Young episodes. And we would do a deep dive and tell where they came from, how we got the guest, stories of uh, that weren't discussed on the podcast or maybe weren't in there. Um, it's just another glimpse behind the curtain. So that's the big deal with this premium service is giving you a glimpse behind the curtain of how the podcast is made, gives you access to things I'm doing and things that we're doing with the show, um, gives you, you know, ad free stuff. It gives you just all kinds of, of things that we could throw in there to help make it a valuable part of your month. Cause I put everything out there on this show. I put everything I have into this show. Um, so being able to give you guys that little bit of extra is a big deal to me and having your support is a big deal to me because if we don't support our artists and creatives, we're not going to have any left. So I appreciate it. 
peerpleasure.supportingcast.fm is the website. Go sign up today and get some of this premium pleasure. This is playing shows with my band in Ohio. And, um, you know, we were doing our thing, but, you know, it was in Ohio. But uh, he was moving to New England and, you know, I was just like, well, Connecticut is close to New York. You know, a lot more access to shows, you know, and, and honestly, what did I know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, well, still young. So, uh, yeah, why not? Let's give it a whirl. Yeah. Damn. That was it. Well, then going from, from that to going then joining a band like kill switch as it's rolling, like getting into that machine. Like that's something I'm always fascinated about how you traverse the ground of doing that, where, where you go into something that's already working on so many levels and then it just gets bigger and bigger. How did you, how did you deal with that being such an introvert? Like, especially being in a band with Adam, like that dude's hilarious, but he reminds me, like, I can picture like you, Josta, you and Adam, but like very different people. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like I know Adam has a strong personality and especially in the studio, but uh, you know, you guys together in that kind of situation, like did you kind of feel at home there with that since you've been like kind of going back and forth with Josta and that kind of like used to being in that situation or was it like a, just a, a complete mind melter? Um, no, it, it was just different. Yeah. Um, like Adam and I, we also have uh, some pretty similar uh, senses of humor and real quick witted, and mm-hmm. so it's like it's it's fun to banter with him, and uh, so we got along when it comes to that. But yeah, he's his personality is huge. <laughs> yeah, good. But I, I dig it. And, and it's great because, because uh, then, you know, you can just kind of take a back seat and just watch. <laughs> it's just yeah. like, you never know what's going to come to his mind and what he's going to say. Yeah. It, God's a genius. And, and he's like legitimately funny. He yeah. really is. So like the things he can think of on the spot. Oh, I appreciate that. So yeah, it was a little different kind of, merging in like whoa what is this guy <laughs> but uh at the same time you can't help but laugh and then you just roll with it yeah but then you're thrust into this like this juggernaut of a band that's just rolling on all cylinders it's just uh, yeah it's crazy it, like did you like how long did it take for you to start really feeling uh like it wasn't the right thing the right fit as for for you know what you were dealing with Oh, I don't know. Uh, I mean, like when when I first got in the band, it was still wasn't this uh, big thing, but it was it was just as it was growing, it was just like, wow, this is uncomfortable. And mm-hmm. and yeah, I just don't think I had uh, good tools to deal with all of that. It was just foreign to me. You know, I. I think uh, maybe it was just because I'm, I was just this dude from Ohio and and, uh, and just the attention, the noise, the constant touring, everything. It just kind of broke me because uh, 
thing is I didn't really, I'm not that social. So I didn't, I didn't use the guys that were close to me trying to reach out to me and say, Hey, you, you need help. I didn't use, them. I just did. Cause I, that was just something I never was told how to do it was, you know, like, uh, you know, they extend the hand and say, help. So mm-hmm. I just suck everything in and stayed away. And yeah, then you just, you just silently implode. <laughs> so yeah. that doesn't work. Man, see, I feel you there because I'm the same, the same boat on my end. Like I was never taught a lot of things. I was never taught how to deal with money. I was never taught to deal with uh, feelings or emotions or anything. Like I suffer from, we're, we're still trying to figure out if I'm bipolar or not uh, currently in the process of that. But always having like kind of like when I do this show, like, I'm, yeah, we're upbeat, we're doing it, you know, like we go to some places, but for the most part, it's like mm-hmm. upbeat what we're doing. The people that are that way are the ones you need to look out for the most because they're the ones inside that are, you know, have stuff going on. Um, but I was yep. never taught to ask for help or anything like that. I was taught to pray or whatever, but like I was never taught to ask for help, you know, talk to somebody, um, reach out. So you bottle it up inside until it comes out and it's awful when it finally boils yeah. over which uh from the sounds of it is what something you dealt with too um oh yeah i uh definitely had my share of uh depression medication and and uh thought i was in that you know just lexapro seroquel uh uh there's a couple others that i had but yeah i definitely went that path and didn't work for me yeah that, that was not for me. So you tried, you, were you, that was stuff you were trying as the band was going or was this after you had left? Oh yeah. <clears throat> like before and after. Oh wow. Okay. Just wasn't working for me, uh, but I was trying anything. And eventually what was for me, is just kind of giving in to being this somewhat hyper sort of guy I am. And, uh, and just, staying active and it's like you know what i'm not gonna sleep a lot uh, i'm gonna be almost manic at times just doing things or whatever, but it's just um it's better than than what i was taking and how it made me feel so yeah it's nice to have that just like way in the distance because that that was not fun Oh, I hear you, man. I've, I've been through uh, several of those medications as well. And it's, it's not, yeah, it's not for me either. And it's hard because I'm having a hard time coming to grips with like that. I don't want to use that stuff, but then finding a way to make it work without it after knowing that it did, it did silence and calm some things, but other things, you know, completely destroyed, like just took it out of you, you know, um, it's, it's, it's inspiring to hear you say that, you know, that you can, you know, found peace with yourself and how you, and just embracing that, but finding the right outlets to let things out. I mean, yeah, that's I, unheard of. I, I, I didn't, I guess I don't want to be defined by, by certain aspects that suck. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and it's just like, okay. Uh, you know, and if I find something that works, that's what I'll do. So I'll just dive into it. And so for me, like being outside, just being really active, it just kind of calms my brain. Mm-hmm. So that's just what I do. And I, I just stay consistent with it. So yeah, for me, it worked. Yeah. That, it, it makes sense. That, that was really it. I mean, before there were medications, you know, it was outside. Everything was outside before we took it all away from ourselves, right? I mean, we changed everything. Seriously. We enclosed ourselves in. We gave ourselves comfort where we didn't need it, and it just started to to snowball. Yeah, and I I wasn't given tools to deal with all of that. And just once I found that, I'm like, oh, wow this this is great so mm-hmm. yeah that's just something that is now just kind of a part of my life and so i need to calm the crazy it's just like yo i'm out so i just take off yeah that's the and that works for you that's uh, that's fantastic i mean that's yeah. it's really inspiring to see that you know because going through that kind of stuff is is no picnic but coming out the other side you know on a positive note the other thing that was strange to me uh not strange, but it was kind of like a, a yin yang kind of thing. Knowing you were, you were dealing with some of those issues, all your, your, like your output, your lyrical content, things like that is always so positive and like uplifting. So it's like this yin yang kind of thing. Like, was that like a conscious thing where, uh, maybe help pull you out of it, performing those songs, you know, nightly sing the, you know, singing words of, with such positivity. I don't know. For me, I just kind of like write what what the song calls for. Yeah, it's just like it to me. I listen to it and it has a feel. It's like, oh, this feels like an upbeat song. This one doesn't. That, that's about that's about as in depth as I go. But um, but the thing is, like some of the songs I've written weren't you know weren't uplifting and even with uh with uh my band light the torch mm-hmm. like the, the, the our first album revival yeah there's there's a lot of positive in there uh this new one uh you will be the death of me not so much yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just what, what the uh i think maybe where i am in life or you know just what's going on with me and the people in my life or the music itself I don't know. I, um, I I generally don't go theme with, you know, with what I'm writing, but mm, I guess it happens. So who is the, who is, who is going to be the death of you? Who is, is it you? Like, who is that focused on? That's it. That's a brutal, that's a brutal title. Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I, uh, well, I, that, that's the thing with lyrics. I love leaving them up to, uh, uh, to interpretation. Okay. So for me, it's just like, um, it could be, uh, for me, it was like a, a couple of things. Yeah. It was like, it could be, it, it's like a thing. It could be someone. It could be both those things. And so I kind of like having things kind of open. They can be played with, mm-hmm. but, um, but yeah, it's like with this song, was I thinking some particular things with it? Oh yeah. 
<laughs> Am I going to say, <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> I love that it can be both sides, you know, and in leaving things open like that, I think it helped. Maybe that's why I get so much from it, like the the uplifting thing, because I'm listening to it, interpreting it in my own way. You know, mm-hmm. I would listen to your music mostly at the gym when I was doing like cardio and stuff or lifting because it it made me like it like gave me that fire like it gave me that but then like there's this like soaring things over the top of like yes i can do this one more mile you know i could if i, if I could lift that no problem let's do this so, you know i got that feeling from it you know and it may have been something you wrote just like yeah that rhymes you know i love that hilarious but i that's the thing i don't really think about uh, I don't think about my about the stuff I'm writing and and lyrics and all that in in their active roles in people's life. But you know, I'm not hey, people are. I mean, it's cool because I'm sure it happens. They're driving and they're listening to the music and everything and yeah. getting into it. But yeah, a lot of times I don't really think about that as as soon as I get as soon as I get downtime in my brain is like. I should probably be working now. <laughs> so then I just immediately start doing something. There's this weird thing in me where it's just like, can't sit still, have to keep doing. So. Yeah. Dude, I love that you can be honest about like, some people are very self-indulgent when the talk we talk about lyrics or writing or output of any kind. But I love your honesty of, of how it can be just like, yeah, I was thinking about this or, oh, let's just put that down, you know? When it's something that can affect people in such a way, but at the same time, I'm sure 90% of the people out there are like that, that say, oh yes, I was in this place when I wrote this song, you know, like once they know it's a hit or know it's popular, would then like create a story around it instead of like, oh, that rhymed with that, you know? (laughs) Yeah. And and there's nothing wrong with doing that. Yeah. I'm not going to do that. (laughs) But, uh. But yeah, I mean, sometimes stuff comes really fast and that's really cool. Sometimes it's like pulling teeth to get a song and, and, you know, and sometimes they're super personal. Sometimes they are not, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, just so, yeah, I, it, and that's just me. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not that interested in going through all that. It's, it's a, you got something from it. That's cool. Cause I'm going to try and keep going. Mm-hmm. Thing, I, I, I always think it's like, wow, that I did this and I don't know if I can ever do better than that, but the fun is trying. So for me, it's like, as soon as I'm done with the song, I'm kind of done with it. <laughs> it's just like, well, see you gotta keep going. And it's, it's not that I ignore it or whatever, but I, I have this weird obsession thing where it's just like, all right, what do I have lined up next? And so, yeah, yeah once I let it go, it's gone. Are you a, are you a fan of Henry Rollins? Yeah, but I haven't listened to any of this stuff in a long time. You should read his books. You guys have a very similar, uh, like linear, you know, the work, the work, the work kind of thing. Uh, where he like if he's not on stage if he's not doing this he's doing this he's doing this like if he stops for any length of time like things start to creep up and he goes immediately like what else is booked what else is what are we what are we doing like 
he writes a lot of like journal style books uh, mm -hmm. that I think you might dig because it's very similar. Oh yeah, I I definitely used to read a little bit of his stuff. Oh good, I'd okay. Listen to a few things of his back in the day, but uh, yeah, it's just it'd been a while since I uh, since I dabbled into any of his stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I know he's got some. Doesn't he have some stuff on audiobook too? He won a Grammy for Get in the Van. He did the audiobook for that and won a Grammy for it. Gotcha. This, of course he did. Yeah. The <laughs> same year his band played the Grammys and didn't win a Grammy. <laughs> so he had to like Amazing. leave rehearsal in a like sweaty t-shirt, run down, receive the Grammy on the non-televised portion, and then come back in a tux and play the Grammys and not win with the band. <laughs> That's crazy. Literally just reading journals, reading your journals that, that would then become like a a book that is in touring vans across the world. And still, yeah, I think the best selling yeah, for them. That's awesome. And I just didn't, I know I personally haven't kept journals, but I have a decent running tab of things, but, uh, I don't know why you're comparing me to that man. That's insane. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I don't know. Just for me, I, I've just been doing this so long. It's um, just certain things seem to work. And so just stick with that. And mm -hmm. if, if anything, I, I think consistency, uh, I, I think that's been beneficial. Absolutely. You're talking to a podcaster we consistently have to release every week or people fall off because they're like, well, I yeah. guess that's over. You know, like no matter what happens, consistency. What's there? It's a, yeah. um, an old manager buddy of mine said, said would say um, great content done consistently over time, over, over time uh, equals success. Like just consistently <laughs> delivering, consistently delivering, you know, like would get you there. And, and, uh, yeah. So it sounds like a lot of like routine, like routine for you is, is, mm -hmm. is paramount, um, to keep, yeah. to keep saying, uh, yeah, it just seems to make sense. And, uh, and I don't know that it's not like I have that as a platform or anything, mm -hmm. but it's just for me, it's just work. And I don't know as, as long as I keep, this occupied it's like things make more sense and and so for me it's just like all right let me get outside just get my brain going and that that helps just get out doesn't matter what the weather is just you know i'm gonna wake up and feel oh okay i'm actually alive all right mm -hmm. let's work and plus it's it's kind of easier after you've already already been out and gotten really gross <laughs> like especially when you do it really early mm -hmm. yeah that's things i i'm i'm up pretty early yeah and that part kind of stinks because my body's just kind of accustomed to it so it's like it doesn't matter where i am what time zone three o'clock in the morning Bing. <laughs> <laughs> it's just gonna happen i'm up <laughs> so um yeah i I don't have to use an alarm, you know, when yeah. I'm flying or whatever. I haven't used an alarm in well over a decade. Dude. Just, just my body just wakes up. Yeah. It's so yeah. wild how that happens. 
you should do you get a discount at Howard Johnson <laughs> with all the traveling you're doing? <laughs> I think they should get you a card, man. Yo, it's Hojo. <laughs> <laughs> I know, seriously. Um, yeah, <laughs> I've, I've had a couple friends say this, like, man, when do you sleep? I mean, I do, just not a lot. Yeah. It's, it's one of those things. Yeah, when you need it. This is this is a weird thing that popped in my head here. So every time I've seen you live or on stage or whatever, you're wearing a hat. And it's usually pulled down like pretty low. Is that because of uh not stage price, not the word, but it, does it help you when you're performing, like to to kind of be hidden a little bit and not like at least your eyes? Like is that is that a, a something I'm picking up on that's that's uh valid? <laughs> or is it just you like wearing a hat? Um I'll say both. Okay. <laughs> I'll say uh, I like wearing a hat, and yeah, sure. I, I uh, it, yeah, if it gives me a little bit of uh, tunnel vision, yeah, maybe that is part of it. Because it is very unnatural to be on stage. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I uh, it's it's still it's still a source of discomfort, okay. even not. And I've been doing it for a long time, but. Still, you look out, you see all these people, and it's just like, this is this is weird. Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, just even now, before before I go, I'm sweating, just yeah. nervous, a little, maybe a little barfy. Yeah, <laughs> still happens. The, the the reason I ask, and it sounds like kind of a, a silly question to ask why you wear a hat on stage, but tying it together, though, in my head, when you're doing stuff outside, now this could be, you know, weather related, but like when you're doing things outside, do you find yourself wearing a hat the same way? Or do you kind of just go like, basically, do you feel like you don't need to wear a hat? You don't need to hide anything. You don't need to have that television when you're outside is basically what I'm getting at. Like, a lot of people wear a hat outside because of the sun and everything else. But with the way you're doing it on stage, I've played with guys too that play their hat really low just because they don't want to be, if they can't make eye contact the same, like if they feel better or they'll turn away from the microphone. Mm -hmm. But then when you're outside and you're free, you're away from that, your your introvert is released. Uh, are you wearing the hat then? Uh, That's what I'm I getting at, I guess. I see what you're saying, but I would... I would have to say I've never really given it that much thought. So um, I don't know. I mean, I think there's also just like it holds sweat. So that's nice too. That's true. Um, uh, I don't know. For me, it's just, I think maybe just mood. Okay. Uh, uh, or also weather. Bald, it gets cold. Yeah, true, <laughs> true. As I was saying, I was like, "Hmm, that's probably the same." I don't, I don't know. Like I said, I hadn't really thought much about it. Just like uh, I'm trying to church yeah. it up. <laughs> yeah, like, it's, 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 yeah. It's we like, live we these different lives, Howard. Up, but, uh, <laughs> bald, how he likes a hat. <laughs> bald, how he likes a hat. Give Joss to that one to run with. Bald how he oh, wants man. a hat. Dude. Oh man, don't don't tempt him. He'll, he'll figure out something. I won't. He's never been on the show. We've been reaching out to him about it, but we him and I have never met, but uh or never crossed paths that way. But 
we'll always gotcha. have them on whatever but um yeah the i mean the one other thing that came to mind while we were talking is how being being who how you are like you're introverted you know you're very matter of fact about things like you don't uh like dramatize things like you very like you talk about lyrics talking about wearing a hat like i'm cold i want to wear a hat you know very matter of fact how do you reconcile being the howard jones that i asked to speak to today and being howard jones you know what i mean like how do you reconcile like we're on the line right now because i went to my anr who knows the publicist who knows whoever to chat with you for an hour right it's ridiculous when you think about it in the grand scheme of things right like oh just go over and talk to howard oh, wait, nope you have to talk to this person this person this person there's all these gatekeepers right because you do what you do and it i love amy she's fantastic i've worked with her many times but it's hilarious mm -hmm. because instead of just well just have shoot me i'll just text howard and say you know like you would with anybody else right mm -hmm. we don't know each other so you can't do that so we yeah. go through these gatekeepers so to get to what you do who you are from what you do was sometimes it's just like oh i just put it down here or i you know i'm ready to throw up when i go on stage like like very just like howard like you're howard it takes that many people to make this happen how do you reconcile with that you know when you don't put so much importance on what you do to yourself but reconciling that to how important it is to everyone else does that make sense like yeah yeah um it's it's honestly something that um i guess that's kind of difficult for me because i i just keep them separate it's like i don't if i thought about it it, it wouldn't it would just weird me out is so yeah a lot of time i i just focus on what it is i love to do and not the amount of eyes that are watching me do it mm -hmm. or any of that sort of stuff because yeah it's it's maddening to think about it and i don't know it, and it's just that's just me mm -hmm. i know there's other guys they love it and the attention's great i mean i said of course i i, I enjoy performing yeah i do but but at the same time it is uh yeah, it, it's it's over. It's an overwhelming rush of sensation, or <laughs> it's just like I at times I can't handle it. And so when I'm done, I'm done. So I don't really know how I juggle that. I, I I try not to think too much about that part of it. You know, I just mm -hmm. I enjoy what I do, and I leave it at that. But it's just like I'm I'm not really seeking out uh i'm really not seeking out attention after uh, after i leave the stage or just spotlight or anything that that's just not for me so to me i it's just something i don't think about got it it's kind of like being a superhero like where you have you know your who you're at you know one part of the day and then you pull the shirt open put the hat on <laughs> jump out you know belt some stuff out <laughs> come back in and you put the glasses back on and and right back to mild-mannered hojo yeah i i definitely understand what you're saying but you're comparing me to a superhero which is just utter nonsense and <laughs> <laughs> but and yeah for me it's just i've figured out like i can't 
I can't always live it in my head. Mm -hmm. So if, if I do, it's just, it'll just consume me too much. Yeah. And so that's why a lot of times I do have to just get out and leave it behind because I'll just keep going. I, I, I love doing different stuff and I love like doors opening up. Oh, I get to try this. And I'll, oh, so it's like, it becomes this thing where I'll really dive deep into it. But for me, I think just being able to walk away from it and just not be music 24 mm seven. -hmm. So, but when I am doing it, I'm all in it. it I'm obsessive, but I think it's just, I found a balance yeah. and I'm not always good at it because <laughs> once I'm writing an album, everything just goes out the window. I'm, I'm just gone. Yeah. yeah I, it's one thing to write a few songs here and there, but once I'm actually writing an album, I, yeah, I kind of commit to it and it's like, it's, it's your love for mm -hmm. the next, you know, six months to a year or whatever. It's, it's who you are spending time with. Yeah. So, yeah. So, and, and thing is I'm capable of doing that very easily with a lot of things, especially when it comes to music and working. So gotta remember to separate it. So I guess maybe that's why I, I try and be obsessive about just make sure I'm doing other things that, take my mind off of it because when my mind's on it, that's where it's going to be. Yeah, dude, that's, that's fantastic. Fantastic. I, I'm really glad to hear you say that because you know, it's something that has been on my mind, you know, knowing we're going to talk is just how you, how you deal with that. And that's, I love, I love how you have a sense of routine. You're one of the most humble guys I've ever spoken to on this show. Um, and I love, hopefully I didn't make it too painful for you. <laughs> Oh, no, <laughs> throwing things no. out of left field and making you feel weird, but, uh, no. or divulging things like, yeah, I know you went into this probably having no idea what was going on as far as like what you were going to expect, which I love that fact. I love the fact that Amy didn't prep you for that because like, Hey, by the way, no you're probably not going to talk much about the, the new, right. I will absolutely promo it on the, on the intro for this. Like I always do, oh. but the conversations oh, are God. basically like if we met at a bus station or something and just sat next to each other and had a conversation is kind of how. I like to run things because it's genuine that way. And um, I appreciate, you know, your time. Um, I appreciate you were actually a big part of me losing a hundred pounds uh, at the gym over the course of a year and a half from the tunes. Um, wow. Just listening to them in my headphones, like just going, I mean, probably four out of the five days was, was stuff you're, you're involved in uh, musically in my ears. And that was just what was driving me in and uh awesome. so that was that was huge and uh it's just been a real pleasure to speak to you man i i i and refreshing getting your your take on these things you know oh man i i appreciate it and man congratulations on that and uh and wow that's that's a thing i getting hearing some of the stuff uh it's like I, I'm kind of unaware because honestly, I I really don't do the social media or anything like that. Like, yeah, you know, management runs the one that I have, but so I don't really hear a lot of the stories. But then occasionally I'll hear you know things not necessarily quite like this, but I'll hear things just like real positive stuff, and it's like, oh wow, that that's cool. 
But, um, and I think that that's probably why I don't live in that is because I'm not looking at it all the time. Yeah. But that's just for me. Sure. But, but but I, I, (laughs) thank you. I I appreciate it. Absolutely, Uh, man. Thank you. And, and, yeah, I've and thank you for spending an hour with me, dude, out of your day. And and uh it's been a pleasure. You're welcome back anytime. Uh love to have you back on whenever, you know. And uh yeah, but yeah, thank you very much. And uh hang in there, man. Keep that routine going. And uh we'll see you see you in person when I see you playing on stage, you know. Hey, it looks like it's coming. And uh and yeah, there's one thing, the routine will continue. Yes, sir. All right, Howard. (laughs) All right, man. Thank you, my friend. My pleasure. Have a good one. You too, bro. All right, bye-bye. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Howard Jones from Light the Torch, from Kill Switch Engage, all kinds of stuff. The dude's awesome. He's a great vocalist. I've wanted to talk to him for a long time, and this was great. We went to a lot of weird places, as you heard, uh, and you probably found out stuff about him you didn't know, and that's what happens when you don't do an interview-based show. You just just have a chat. Um, I'm a really strong proponent of that. Um, just letting it flow. That's, that's the way it should be always, but, uh, it's not for everyone, but you guys seem to like it. So we'll just keep doing it. Uh, anyways, so I want you to go rate and review the show. If you haven't already tell a friend, tell five friends about the show, tell 20 friends, the word of mouth is what's really helping the show spread. And when you tell someone about it, hopefully I can hold up my end of the bargain by delivering to them as well. Great content. And, uh, yeah, that's just seems to be working. So, uh, check uh, definitely go to the Facebook group, join the peer pleasure podcast, inner circle, Facebook group, go join the premium service, peerpleasure.supportingcast.fm. sign up for that and help the show grow and, uh, keep going financially. And, uh, yeah, we're going to keep doing this week after week, man. We've got, I've got, I think four interviews this week. Um, and we're only releasing, you know, one or two a week. So I always have more in the hopper and you can see those in the premium. So go sign up for that. Um, big thanks to uh, Dave Shapiro for connecting uh, this podcast with uh, Howard Jones together and uh, Amy over at Adam Splitter. Guys have been awesome. Uh, I have a really great team that I work with and Dave's included in that. And um, Just awesome. It's awesome having a team behind this show um, as well as you guys week after week. So thank you so much. I love each and every one of you very, very much. I hope everyone's getting back to normal. Everyone's getting vaccinated. And uh, shows are coming back this month. Foo Fighters sold out at the, man, Madison Square Garden. Yeah, I think it's Madison Square Garden. So things are coming back. Tours are getting announced, and it's going to be a free-for-all on trying to get shows. So uh, hopefully you guys are stoked for that. I'm stoked for that. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to get out of here and keep doing some more episodes for you guys. So once again, thank you so much for coming back week after week. Rate, review, and subscribe. And as always, we'll see you on the radio.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.